Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Business Story of the Week. You know how it is. We do this every week. We do this every day, you know, if possible. But we bring you, what we do is we bring you the brightest, the best, you know, uh, in international standards when it comes to business success, masterful, you know, achievements all across the globe, all across the platforms. And today, this guy is no different. He has a long tenure when it comes to production, when it comes to uh, business building. So, a little intro. He needs not. He doesn't need that long of an intro. But Kyle Scott is a prominent figure in the intersection of production and business building. Right. Prior to this, though, he spent nearly a decade as a producer and journalist at NBC News. Today, he is the president at Cervant Ventures, where he has played a pivotal pivotal role in creating a thriving digital product and service business, including the highly successful online course, Sell It Like Sirhan, which achieved record-breaking launch results. We're gonna get right into that. That's going to be a huge part of this show today. His expertise lies in building and managing um, subscription-based content e-commerce, um, focusing on membership, coaching, and event offerings to a global clientele. Kyle's work extends beyond all of this and is a sought-after speaker on topics like membership business and practical storytelling for business growth. And boy, will, does he have a story to tell us today. Kyle. Thank you so much for having and having us, and thank you so much for coming on here. How are you? How is your day? Thanks for having me on. It's so good to see you, and thanks for that intro. Uh, how's my day going? My day's going great. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast, uh, and we're, we're basically wrapping up the day uh, here. Uh, I have more emails to get to later on uh, after we're done, we're done here, but you know, you know how it is. <laughs> I do. Um, Kyle... Thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy. You still took time to be with us today, and I'm really, really excited. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Fantastic, Kyle. Let, let, let me start this like we all started. We want to know what your journey is like. I want to start off and talk to us a little bit about your time at NBC. Ten sure. years, Kyle. That is a long tenure. Um. I do remember that in one of your videos, you mentioned that towards the end of this tenure, you met Ryan. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit how you started that journey, how you met Ryan, and really how your tenure at NBC kind of built you up to your success today. Yeah, look, I firmly believe storytelling, and, and we'll talk about sales a little bit later on, but look, I firmly believe that storytelling is foundational for no matter what it is that you do. And I happen to be blessed that I spent 10 years learning storytelling from the best in the business at NBC News. 
Um, I was a, so I went to Cornell for my undergrad. I majored in applied economics and management with a concentration in finance and accounting. And of course, I did what most finance and accounting majors do, which is I went right into the news business. Uh, I joined NPC Universal uh, in their page program, wow. uh, which is one of the most uh, prestigious uh, entry-level media programs in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, if you ever watched 30 Rock, which is now an old and dated yeah. program, on NBC, Legendary Kenneth show. the Page, legendary show, but but it is still a, a, at this point in 2024 a, a little bit of a dated show. Um, but nevertheless, right, so a lot of people know Kenneth the Page, but that is a real job. Uh-huh. Uh, that was my first job out of college, uh, and I, I fell in love with media after I ran my college radio station, which was one of the last remaining independent college radio stations in the country. Uh-huh. meaning it was its own business. So I really fell in love with the intersection of business and media. And the reason why I was able to get into the page program and start a career in media was that, um, that I was able to sell, uh, myself at the end of the day. And I said, Hey, everyone else here, I created this differentiation. Everyone else here Uh is, uh, someone who is a communication major. Someone who wants to go on the Today Show, someone who wants to go write for Jimmy Fallon or SNL. I'm probably one of the only people applying that's interested at the intersection of business and media. So what I did was I uh, applied for that job, got in, uh, and then started a journey at NBC because we have an opportunity, um, you know, at any at any company to chart your own course. Right? A lot of people I found over time. A lot of people um, will end up uh, deciding that they're just going to play it by ear. They're just going to follow what the company wants you to do, and you have an opp- really do have an opportunity to chart your own course. So, um, you know, I, I spent time between NBC Nightly News, between the Today Show, between NBC News Specials. I did an internal consulting engagement right in the middle, um, and then from there, uh, I went into digital. So I covered the Trump Clinton election for digital. Uh, that was 2016. Right after that, uh, we launched NBC News Better. Um, and Better uh, was a news vertical all about how to make our audience's lives better. Really at a time when many were running away from, uh, many advertisers were running away from the news because the news had become so divisive at that point, post-2016 with Trump Clinton. Um, so I started a brand new vertical, achieved a million on-platform video starts our first year, uh, which was which was really neat uh, for me. But in that process of coming up with all these new franchises, all these new videos, uh-huh. I ended up um, up meeting Ryan, meeting Ryan Serhant, because he was you know he was coming out at the time with his new book uh, called Sell Like uh-huh. Serhant, um, and I interviewed him for a book. I interviewed him for Million Dollar Listing. I believe it was season eight. At the time, um, and I interviewed him uh, for the first thing I did with him was an interview about his office, and now his office sets him up for success. Um, so, with all of that in mind, um, you know, I ended up doing a couple of interviews with him, got to know him, got to know his head of social. His head of social, uh, a guy named Joe Loresca, uh, ended up needing a producer to make his audiobook for his for his, her, sorry his audiobook commercial okay. uh, for his upcoming book. Uh, and he asked me, um, hey, do you want to do this? I remember I was in Vermont uh, at the time when I got this text message. Mm-hmm. So I was on vacation. On vacation, I put that in air quotes because <laughs> there's this thing. Nevertheless, 
Um, I was in Vermont. I remember being like, oh, yeah, I guess I could figure this out. So, you know, I met, met him in person, said, yeah, I can do that. Um, figured I'd just figure it out. I never made an audiobook commercial before, but it's not unlike what I've been doing for 10 years as a journalist and as a storyteller. Uh, so um, I did that for free. And that's one of the key, key lessons in all of this. Be willing to work for free uh, to okay. start out for sure. Uh, so I did that. I did the audiobook commercial. I did just the regular book commercial. From there, I ended up, um, you know, earning the right then to pitch Ryan because, you know, we have a, we have a theory that is um, hook them, help them, and then ask them. Hook them, hook them, help them, ask them. Okay. Hook them. Hey, I have NBC. Yeah. Ask them. So the hook in the situation was what is, you know, Ryan, um, I got you on NBC news. Uh, the, the help was, hey, yeah, I'll do your audiobook commercial. And then finally, the ask was, hey, I have an idea. What would it look like to take your best-selling book and turn it into a course? He said, uh -huh. sure. Uh -huh. uh, I worked on it nights and weekends for basically a year. We launched it. It did $500,000 in two weeks. And we said, wait a minute, maybe we're on to something. So Ryan hired me. We've been building this business ever since. Uh, so that's the that's the abridged version of the story. Um, the abridged version. There's so many twists and turns through all of that. Um, if I ever write my book someday, uh, you know, the, a good chunk of that book will be how did I go from you know NBC News producer uh -huh. to ultimately pitching and earning the work that ultimately ended up being successful, but earning the work from this, this sort of like celebrity, who is a celebrity real estate right. agent at right. the time, right? Like I set my target, that's uh -huh. the one, went after it, and ultimately uh -huh. here we are four or five years, five years later at this point. Well, that is really a fantastic way to kind of put it all together, Kyle. I, I think the part there that I would like to highlight the most is that you went, like you really, you know, you really had a clear goal. You really had the guy that you had in mind and that was Ryan and you guys found like a, how do you call this? You found a synergy right away. So Kyle, I want to get into that a little bit before we get into Sirhan a little bit more. Um, you have a very diverse background. You, when it comes to digital content, digital creation, and clearly you leverage storytelling in a lot of this. And I'd like to know, I'd like for the audience to hear this. How do you leverage particularly storytelling when it comes to driving business growth um, in, uh, well, in the re not just in the real estate sector, I imagine, but in, in general? Basically, the question maybe is, why sales? Why is sales right now really the push that you guys are doing when it comes to this this venture, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll elaborate on that a little bit. You know, we are building, we are building a sales training program, a sales training company really at the end of the day, which is crazy because like I didn't go to college to build a sales training company. I didn't decide that I wanted to go to NBC news and learn how to be a journalist uh, and a storyteller for sales training. But here's the thing. Um, opportunities in life present themselves in very surprising ways. I had no way to know there would be an opportunity to do two things. Number one, um, 
actually impact the, the, the workforce, like really see a trend and have an opportunity to impact people's livelihood and to uh, uh, an interesting career story. Like I'm in many of these things that I do for the, it's an interesting story. It's just an interesting story. Uh, and I like to see where the story and how the story plays out. Um, but in this one in particular, um, you know, we, we started, I started with an idea. It was an economic business opportunity, right? Right, right. Turn book into course. Um, that was just, you know, monetization of thought leadership. Um, and we, we really struck a chord specifically with real estate agents to start. Uh, we started with real estate agents because I believe deeply that there are riches and niches, right? And there are some asterisks on that. And, and we, can, we can talk about that in a minute. Um, there are riches and niches uh, for sure. So um, what that ultimately ends up meaning is we started with real estate agents because Ryan already had no high, no like and trust factor within real estate. I knew how to make really good, compelling video informational content courses uh -huh. at the end of the day um, and, and knew a thing or two about business. Uh, so uh, that's what we ended up doing. And, and over time, we realized as people started enrolling in the real estate sales training course who were not in real estate, maybe we're actually onto something here. We had a piano salesperson enroll. We had a Formula 3 race car driver enroll. We had someone who sold yachts, someone who sold dental equipment. So it is all medical equipment. We had a photographer who wanted to earn more clients for her photography business. And as I started to do research, I realized maybe there's bigger than real estate here. Maybe there's actually sales training for all salespeople. Um, and as I started to research the industry, I discovered sales training is a $15 billion industry that's comprised of people who made DVDs in the early 2000s built for the attention span of last century. No one has thought to reinvent something that is so, so actually such a large market. Moreover, it is a growing market. So if you look at where the economy is going, there's three really key points for all of us. Whether you're a professional, one of the 15 million professional salespeople in the United States, or you are a solopreneur, entrepreneur, gig worker, founder, white collar, you know, freelancer, whatever it is, you actually know how to sell. There's three reasons for that. Um, number one is it turns out AI actually is coming for your job. There are a lot of articles, but it's actually real. So there was a, there was a recent study uh, that the International Monetary Fund did that found that 40% of jobs, 40% of jobs will be impacted by AI. Wow. The, the truth of the matter is AI is slowly but surely replacing technical skills. Uh -huh. Anything that is rote, anything that is routine, will be done faster, cheaper, better, with fewer mistakes by AI with time, right? With time. There's not something that's happening tomorrow. With time. What does that mean? Accounting, financial planning and advice, law, which is based on rules at the end of the day, uh, software programming, video editing, audio editing. Yes. yes. List goes on and on and on about the basic technical skills that will ultimately be replaced by artificial intelligence and similar technologies. But what can never be replaced? It's the human soft skills. It's the human soft skills. So as we have growing population, possibly fewer jobs or, or new jobs, right? There will be new jobs created that none of us have even thought about yet. But all of those new jobs ultimately will rely on human skills, ultimately will rely on Selling skills, because selling skills at the end of the day are human skills. So if you think about what will make the biggest impact for anyone's career going forward, yes, you can go learn how to use AI, and all of us should, but to really stand out 
and differentiate yourself in the workplace, the number one thing that will help is your sales skills. The ability to sell yourself and then the ability to sell your products. Absolutely. That is that is sales skills. And no matter what you are, whether you're one of the 15 million professional salespeople in the United States, whether you're one of the half of the U.S. economy that will be engaged in gig work by 2027, it is just a hobby unless you actually know how to sell. So that, that's number one. And that leads me to point number two, which is the rise of the solopreneur. I deeply believe, and, and studies have shown this as well, we are potentially heading to a world in which many of us become portfolio companies of one. Where instead of a company going to go hire a full-time SEO marketer, they can hire a freelance workforce who is drawing from each member of that freelance workforce, the SEO marketer, the, the paid advertising person, the freelance salesperson, the, the you know, technology integrator who's integrating all of your third-party SaaS systems. Each of those people can be a freelancer from, from a business perspective. And the benefit of doing that is that you have them who's also working with other similar companies. So you're getting their knowledge and learning in their tech, in their area from all these different companies. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. As more of us go into that line of work, which allows us all to be independent business owners, which allows all of us the freedom to work whenever, wherever we want, allows all of us to take on clients or not take on clients as we want because our whole paycheck is not dependent on one company and one person liking you or not liking you, right? The W-2 employee. As that becomes a bigger part of the economy, sales skills necessarily have to become a bigger part of the economy. Because all of, all of that, whether you're the independent wedding videographer, the SEO specialist, the uh -huh. fractional CMO or CPO or CTO, whatever it might be, uh -huh. it is just a hobby unless you know how to sell it. And ultimately, That's if true. you can't sell your services, you will be capped. You will be capped. And we always have to remember, sales has no ceiling. Sales has no ceiling but you can only climb so high alone. So that's number two. Number one, yes, AI is coming for your job. Number two is the growth of the solopreneur, founder gig worker. And then number three is the reality that traditional higher education is broken. Traditional higher education is broken. For the past 20 years, the cost of higher education has outpaced inflation, and it will continue to do so. The cost of a four-year degree is more expensive than it ever has been. Ever. By the time my kids, so I have a, a four-year-old and a 10-month-old, by the time they're ready for college, private four-year university will cost $500,000. Oh it will cost half a million dollars. If, if the rising cost of colleges continues on the trend it has been yes. in the past 20 years. Not only that, not only is the traditional higher education becoming more unaffordable to many, but with the rising price, becomes a real question about the ROI of that education. What is the ROI of a $500,000 education? For many jobs, depending on what you want to do, right? There's a lot of asterisks in there, but we're talking broad strokes. That ROI is harder and harder to come by. It's like price of college outpaces the price of inflation. However, on the other side of it, what do employers actually need? Do they need someone with a four-year college degree? Maybe, probably, most don't. Exactly. Most don't, most do not. And what you now start to see is the companies, the Facebooks, the Googles of the world, the Apples of the world, already in engineering, computer science, 
a, a, a real serious discipline are now saying, hey, it doesn't matter that you don't have a four-year traditional bachelor's degree. What we need are skilled engineers. What we need are skilled salespeople. What we need are skilled marketers. What we need are skilled fill-in-the-blank. And therefore, what matters a lot less is the fact that you got the college degree. What matters a lot more is the skills that you have. Uh-huh. And one of those skills, 100%, are sales skills. Sales skills are useful in every single job for the reasons that we discussed. Number one, yes, AI is coming for your job. Number two, the growth of the independent contractor, where companies are much more comfortable hiring someone based on the output of their work and not necessarily their formal four-year college degree. And number three is the unaffordability of increasing unaffordability of college and the reality that there are accepted alternatives that have only increased and have only sped up throughout uh-huh. COVID. So uh-huh. all of that put together uh-huh. tells us there is a real opportunity and a real need to build something that has not been reinvented since last decade. It is unfair that no one has really talked about the importance of sales skills right. yet because people don't know. People don't know. Uh, but we've, we've found it and we found those three trends and we're really excited to bring this to market to help everybody, whether you're, you're an independent business owner, whether you're a full-time W-2 salesperson, learn how to sell more. Because at the end of the day, sales skills have no ceiling. They have unlimited opportunity, but you need a community and a group because you can only climb so high alone. Precisely. Um, and that is what you guys are creating, a community, a group. And it's this entire program that we really didn't learn, right? We, no one was taught like the importance of sales and like you said it i guess we never really quite realized this importance not not in the past decade at least right so to wrap uh, to to kind of put that together ai is coming for your jobs solopreneurs are rising and traditional college is broken and that all makes sense why sales is the forefront because whatever it is that you do you need to sell yourself somehow right and I, I love that you you guys are able, that you were able to kind of put it all together, that it's not just precisely real estate, right? But in your role at Sirhant, Sirhant Ventures, you've, uh, you've been a huge, massive part of this to kind of like grow it uh, when it comes to not just real estate, but aspiring entrepreneurs. That's right. Identifying their uniqueness you know, their thought leadership. Um, talk to us about the primary focus now. Like right now, the context is, the largely the context is real estate or was real estate. But I'd really like to know how much of what you guys are building when it comes to the sales training, how diversified has it been? And is there a couple standout stories that you remember that I, I, I would love the audience to know and, that you could share us as well. Yes, you want to talk about the diversification of of sales skills outside of real estate and how sales skills are, the sales skills that we teach are applicable to all industries? Precisely. Yes, exactly. And and aren't there any stories that stand out to you at all? And we'd love to know. Yes. Yeah, so look, at the end of the day, sales is sales is sales is sales. The thing that you sell is just your widget. Because at the end of the day, it's all about human interaction. The sales process is the same whether you're selling pharmaceuticals uh-huh. or whether you're selling 
a SaaS software or whether you're selling real estate. The fundamental principles are the same. The language you use, the way you talk about the product is different, but the skills in the process are exactly the same. Case in point, we have a piano salesperson in our pro one-on-one coaching program. He, he owns a piano shop right outside of Salt Lake City. And yes, those do still exist. Yes, there are still piano salespeople <laughs> in the world. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic to see every time we have someone enroll in our program who sells something uh, n- more niche, such as a piano. Uh, we've, had, we've had home organizers in, who have home right. organizing businesses enroll, like med spas. That's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's crazy. But this piano salesperson. He has a piano business outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. People come in, they buy pianos from him, right? His big problem was he was undifferentiated. He did not have a value-add strategy for why people should buy pianos with him. Because, yes, at the end of the day, think about it. You're a piano salesperson. You're selling Yamaha pianos. You're selling Steinway pianos. You're selling all the different brands of pianos, right? So why should someone come to your shop when really at the end of the day, what you're buying is not the piano shop brand piano. You're buying a Yamaha. You're Uh buying a Steinway. Uh So what value does the sales rep add when the sales rep is selling multiple different brands? What value? Um, So we had to walk him through that. Like why should they come? Why not just order, go to get all the information from the sales rep at the piano shop and then go to yamahapianos.com, steinway.com, and order the piano online. Maybe you can get a discount. Why not do that? Why not use the sales rep for information? And it's a legitimate question that we had to help them. The reality is people hate being sold, but they love shopping with friends. I'll say that again. People hate being sold, but they love shopping with friends. So as the piano sales rep, The question becomes, how do you add value in such a way that you're building a relationship and you're investing in that relationship and the discovery questions that you're asking when someone comes into the shop are not your sales discovery. Let me start my discovery process now. And you pull out like the list of discovery questions. You're ah, question one. Do you know how to play piano? Question two, is the piano for you or your family? Like no one talks like that. No one talks like that. Um, and I'm, I'm being dramatic for dramatic effects, right? But nevertheless, um, you do have to think, how do you change this from a sales process to a relationship building friendship process? That's you have a conversation. I see you're walking, you're, you're looking at the Yamahas. Have you played a Yamaha before? No, I actually don't play piano. Oh, what brings you to the shop today? Are you looking to learn? You start a conversation. Start a conversation. A little bit of give, a little bit of take over time. And you learn that through, through sales training. And ultimately, ultimately, that's the reason why someone will decide to buy from you and not just go online and buy the same product on the online shop.com. Mm-hmm. Now, in the example of the piano salesperson, the piano salesperson outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, worked with us week after week, month after month, ultimately landed a $100,000 piano deal. With someone in the band Imagine Dragons. All because he became a better salesperson by creating a persona for himself. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm still here. Go ahead. I'll I'll just, yeah, I'll start at the the top, uh, which is, wait, wait for it to come back. There we go. Um, Ultimately, he became a better salesperson 
Precisely. Because he became a better friend. He became a better relationship builder. He became known for what he wants to become known for. He became known as the piano expert, the person who will walk you through why to buy a Yamaha versus a Steinway. Rather than someone who's just pointing and saying, Yamaha is good for this, Steinway is good for that. Do you want A, do you want B? No, no, no. You're guiding to the right solution. Right? You're creating a relationship. You're guiding to the right solution. And that's ultimately why the guy from Imagine Dragons, which, by the way, probably knows a thing or two about piano. Absolutely. Probably did not need to buy from Matt, the piano sales rep outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Could have called his manager and said, hello, manager, or hello, band supplier. I need a new piano. Can you order me a Yamaha? Can you order me a Stein? He could have done that. But he chose to go to the local piano shop in Salt Lake City, Utah, or outside of Salt Lake City, have a conversation with Matt, the piano sales rep, build a relationship with him, and ultimately buy $100,000 worth of piano. Because Matt, the sales rep, the piano sales rep, became a better salesperson through our program. And that is exactly why uh, we're building this program for people like Matt, for people whose story we haven't even told yet. Wow. Because at the end of the day, sales skills are applicable no matter what your business is. We're all in sales. We're all in sales and we all need to practice it. Sales is a performance business. It is a performance business. Skill. The only way to get better at performance is practicing. This is not accounting. This is not check the textbook for the answer. Oh, when he says that I have friends at home and uh, for piano, or oh, when he says he has family at home who also want to play the piano, follow step two. Ask what type of family he has. That, that doesn't exist in a textbook. It is not like paint by numbers, like accounting is, like finance, like so many of these other skills are. This is sales, and you got to practice it. You got to find intuition. You have to understand. Right. You have to understand the principles behind it, and then work it day and day and day and right, day. Right, right. So that's why sales training um, matters, and that's why it needs to be reinvented for today. By the way, there's so many sales companies out there that did sales training really well in 1967, and are still teaching on the same method without taking into account that oh yeah, people actually can go online. They don't need to buy from you. They can go online and completely avoid the sales rep. Exactly. People can go. They don't need to go to the local shoe store. They can Google Nike shoes. People don't need to look in the white pages anymore. Uh-huh. People don't want to be cold called anymore. Precisely. Those relationships. Um, so that's why we're reinventing sales training for today, for this market, for this decade. It really is like, it sounds like a, a renaissance, so to speak, right? It sounds like a, a modern day sales course for everybody. And because it doesn't, I really love how you always highlight that all walks of life. We all need sales. So wherever you come from, whatever you do, we all need sales. Technically, we are, you know, it's like our lives and our success and our relationships are almost dictated in how well we sell ourselves and how we, well, because it also is directly connected in how well we build those relationships. Because at the end of the day, that's what sales is. I love that. I absolutely love that part. Um, Kyle, we're nearing the end of this. We're nearing the wrapping up of this. Um, I always ask this question towards the end. What is the future? How are you looking at this? What do you think this is going to be become in five years? What is your future aspirations personally for you? And like anything, tell us what else you, you want the audience to hear. And where can we find you? Where do we sure. find the sales training course? 
Sure. Uh, go to sellitlikesourhand.com. Soon to be rebranded, sell it. Uh, we're dropping the likes our hand. It, it will be called sell it. Sell it.com. Uh, you can actually head there now. Go to sell it.com, uh, to, uh, join our, to join our sales training membership. Join our sales training program. Go to sell it.com. Um, but look, uh, at the, in the future, right? We believe sales is the skill set for the new economy. Right. We all need to be working on our sales skills to succeed in a, in an AI driven world. 150%. You need to get better at sales. That's what I believe for the future. Now, we aspire to help everybody ultimately, A, understand what sales actually is. It's not sleazy selling, right? It's not snake oil salesperson. It's like a used car salesperson. Sales, per- sales is ultimately the transfer of enthusiasm. That's what it is. The transfer of enthusiasm. I love that line. Transfer of enthusiasm. Um, and, and, and it's important. <laughs> and it's important. Uh, but... We see a world in which we want to make the sales skills what STEM skills were in the 2010s. Wow. Science, technology, engineering, and math, right? Uh, for many of us, I'm a millennial. You're a millennial, right? Uh, I'm not sure how it works for Gen Z. But for millennials, we all grew up understanding. And, and, and actually, I should say for my parents' generation too, the baby boomers, possibly Gen X as well. Uh-huh. But many of us grew up understanding that the path to a great career is a stable science, technology, engineering, or math job, right? That was drilled into us. You know what? Today, STEM skills are table stakes. They're table stakes. All of us need to know and understand the basics of computer programming. That's not going anywhere. All of us need to understand the basics of AI. So understanding and mastering STEM skills is only going to get you at parity with everyone else. STEM skills is the parity skill now. It is table stakes. We believe sales is the skill set for the new economy because it is the thing that can differentiate you from learning all of those rote rules. Physics are the laws, the laws of physics, the laws of biology, the laws of mathematics, the laws of technology. Yes, you can use all that to create, right? You got to learn the basics to create. But there are laws of interpersonal communication. There are no scripts there are no rules there's processes that you can learn there's foundational skills you can learn in practice but it's not the same we believe that in this new economy ultimately sales skills are going to be the thing that differentiate you and will ultimately take you to the next level well that is i would just like to put that i really highlight that part kyle stem but today it probably should be stems Right. We'll add an S towards the end. Science, Science technology, technology engineering, engineering, math, and sales. sales. Let's go, right? Let's I do it. That's, I think that's a fantastic way to wrap this up. I Absolutely. How you put it all together and how you put it all for the audience. Um, for everyone listening, uh, go to sellit.com. If you haven't already been sold to it, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I am totally, absolutely sold. Kyle, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the knowledge and the wisdom. Um, let's stay connected, and I'll catch you on the next one. Catch you on the next one. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, so here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. 
So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.